Have you ever dated somebody who seems quite happy one moment and all of a sudden maybe it's something you said or something they thought you said and all of a sudden they flip into very angry? If so, today's topic might be of interest to you. I'm going to cover the borderline personality disorder, which I will just shorten it to BPD. This is one of the most common personality disorders that seek help in the counseling clinic. About 20% of people that go see a psychologist or psychiatrist have this particular personality disorder. And the reason is that if you suffer from BPD, it is a very, very painful mental illness to suffer. And it also makes relationships very unstable. So if you're in a relationship, whether that's a friendship or a family relationship or an intimate partnership with somebody who has BPD, you will also experience a lot of turmoils because their inner life is filled with drama and turmoil. And so today I will cover what are the common symptoms of BPD so that if you're with somebody like this or maybe you have these symptoms, it might give you a clue that you might wanna to talk to a, a mental health professional instead of suffering alone because there is no reason that you should suffer alone. This is a fairly common mental illness about 1.52% of the general population suffer from BPD. So definitely seek help if you need it. Um, if you are new to this channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any content. I cover a lot of relationship topics and you know topics such as this as well, just to help you understand yourself and understand people that you're in relationship with better. So what is borderline personality disorder? So the name itself is actually one of the most uh, non-descriptive, not useful names. It's um, an old name and it's kind of out of date. So most people actually prefer to call it emotionally unstable personality dis disorder. Um, this is more descriptive because somebody with BPD, the most telltale sign is that they are emotionally not stable. So this particular mental illness went into the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual in the 1980s. And the good news is that um, with or without treatment, generally people get some relief with age. And it's not entirely clear why that uh, people who suffer BPT tend to get better with age. They just seem to calm down a little bit. So this is very good news. It has a large genetic component but it also has environmental factors. So nobody knows exactly what the percentage is of contribution, but um, environmental factor-wise, some of the contributors are if you suffer childhood trauma, if your parents neglected you, abused you, uh, none of these help. So this is unfortunately uh, some of the factors that can make somebody who has a genetic predisposition to having BPD more likely to develop BPD. In terms of the common signs, so if you observe these signs, the more signs you observe, the more likely this person has BPD. So just because you have one of these signs doesn't mean that you have BPD, but if you have a lot of these signs, uh, there is a higher probability that you might have it. So sign number one is unstable emotional state. So this is the first one that I called out because this is literally the biggest sign that somebody may have BPD. So these people tend to have kind of a jackal and hide situation going on. So one moment they're on vacation with you, drinking a mojito, you guys are having a great time, and all of a sudden they flip. 
They get very angry. They may not even tell you what's going on. They might be spinning a story in their head. It has nothing to do with reality. They might have misinterpreted what you said, but all of a sudden they get very, very angry. So this particular disease, BPD, is characterized by unstable mood. Sign number two is they're terrified of being abandoned or being alone. So this is another key sign. So I kind of list these signs in the order of importance. So somebody with BPD hate to be rejected, hates to be abandoned. So the interesting thing is if they believe that you're about to leave them, sometimes they would try to take control back by actually pushing you away, by breaking up with you first. So they don't suffer the, the really hard uh, breaking feeling of being rejected. So if they're like, well, if you're about to dump me anyways, I will do it first. So you might see them self-sabotage relationships in situations where they feel like you are pulling away, right? They might overreact and say, well, in that case, let's just break up. When they actually don't want to break up, they're deathly afraid of the relationship not working, but they rather take the control back if they think you're going to leave anyways. And sometimes these people, because you're so afraid of being abandoned, so afraid of being alone, they might also do what's called monkey branching. So before they let go of you, they grab onto another person. So they're never alone. Sign number three is they have a pattern of intense but unstable relationships. Because their mood is not stable, what tends to happen is they jump into relationships very quick, head in first, they fall in love with you quickly, immediately you are their most important person, they put you on a pedestal, they think you're absolutely amazing. And then after a while, you know, they start to see your little imperfections, they might then start to devalue you. So you went from somebody who's amazing to somebody who is not, the total opposite of that. So a person who has this kind of unstable uh, feeling towards other people, obviously, it makes it really difficult for them to have stable relationships with other people, whether that's with friends, family members, or intimate partnership. Sign number four is they have a persistent difficulty with self-image. For most people, our sense of self is fairly stable. We don't go from, oh, yesterday, you know, I want to be a nurse to tomorrow, I want to be an astronaut. But people who have an unstable sense of self a lot of times don't know who they are, what they want, what they like. So they might say jump from different careers to careers, relationship to relationship. Their worldview also constantly changes because in a way they literally don't know who they are. So that's another sign is that their sense of self is discontinuous. It changes all the time and they can't even figure out who they are or what they care about. Sign number five is they have primitive psychological defenses. We deploy psychological defenses if we're feeling like we're suffering negative feelings. So let's say that, you know, a person who's feeling sad or bad or uh, angry, etc., we might come up with some psychological defenses. Maybe, you know, we didn't get the promotion. So in order to soothe ourselves, we might say, well, I didn't want it anyways. The way that people with BPD deal with negative feelings is that they use more primitive, more childish ways of dealing with these feelings. So some of the common ones are black and white, right? So there is no gray for them. You're either all good or you're all bad. Yesterday, I like you very much. Today, you are nothing to me. I hate you. You're a terrible person. Uh, they might also have what's called projection, meaning that they have a certain feeling, so they project it onto you. 
For example, in intimate relationships, let's say that they are thinking about cheating on you. Maybe they saw somebody at the office that they're kind of flirting with. They really kind of have some feelings towards that person. So they come home and they accuse you of wanting to cheat, and they're literally projecting their own feelings onto you. These are all more primitive psychological defenses that you see children do from time to time, but people from with BPD are also known to do this. Sign number six is they have、um, intense anger outburst. So why would a person have intense anger outburst? This kind of connects to their more primitive psychological defense mechanism. If they come home and they suspect that you're cheating, they get angry. If they come home and they have black and white thinking, and maybe you left some dirty laundry on the ground, they flip and they accuse you of being thoughtless, that you're a horrible person, and they get angry. So, because of the stories that they tell themselves, they can get easily angered, and they take a long time for that anger to subside. So, all these are kind of factors that line up with that. Unstable emotionality. For people that have a healthy psyche, when we see somebody leave a laundry, for example, on the ground, we don't automatically say that they are a terrible person. We might get frustrated. We might ask them to please don't do that because of X Y Z reasons. But we don't flip from saying yesterday you were great, but today you are nothing to me. You're a horrible person, etc. But people with BPD. Sometimes would just slip, so that contributes to the fact that they're emotionally unstable. Sign number seven is that they tend to exhibit a lot of spontaneous, risky behaviors. So why would they do that? A person who suffers from unpleasant emotions, anxiety, depression, etc., wants to get out of that emotional state. Now, people that are more emotionally mature might find ways, such as meditation, talking to a friend, going for a walk. Etc. To try to dissipate some of those emotions, and they might have some self-talk to talk themselves out of those unpleasant emotions and try to、uh, put themselves back into a stable emotional state. People with BPD a lot of times lack those skills, so in a way, you can see them as people that are more childlike,、uh, childish, and they're just not as emotionally mature. So for them, then they might look to food. So they might have you know binge eating disorder that comes with it, or Um, substance use disorder to try to use drug or alcohol to feel better. They might go gambling. They might shop. So some of these more primitive ways to try to get themselves out of bad feelings, and sometimes that involves like driving really fast, just being careless, or taking a lot of physical risk, doing really dangerous sports. These are all common ways that people try to take themselves out of their spinning thoughts. By engaging in something else as a way to numb themselves or distract themselves, but unfortunately, a lot of these mechanisms are not healthy. So that's why you see people with BPD sometimes would do things that are spontaneous but risky. The last sign that people with BPD sometimes do is related to the previous point, but they go a step further into self-harm. So people might cut themselves or sometimes even commit suicide if they're feeling really, really bad and feel like there's no way out of it. So people self-harm not because they enjoy cutting themselves, but sometimes the pain would then help them. Get out of the psychological pain that feels worse. So they rather experience physical pain in order to avoid feeling those bad emotions. And another reason is that people with BPD sometimes would、um, cope by being out of their 
reality. So they basically zone out. They're literally not feeling like they're here. They might drive for a couple miles and not even realize they're driving or they just basically detach from reality, feeling like they're actually not here. So cutting or other self-harm mechanism where they feel pain is actually a primitive way for them to ground themselves back into the reality. So that's another reason that people might self-harm. So I hope you find this content helpful. Drop a comment, let me know if I uh, miss anything or if any of this resonate with you. Another topic I'm thinking about doing if there's sufficient interest and let me know if there is, is if you or somebody you know has BPD, how do you work with them? How do you get better? How do you help yourself back, tune yourself back into a more calm emotional state? If there's interest, let me know, drop a comment. I read every single one of them. And if you're interested in working with me in a more direct way, check out the show notes. I run a, a monthly program so that you can join anytime and then meet some of the other ladies that are in the group that are also on the healing journey. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.